What is up, what is up, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Black Box, the show where we unpack, unbox, and unwrap everything black. I am your host, Big C. How are y'all doing on this Friday, y'all? Like I say every Friday, we made it to Friday. The weekend is right around the corner, y'all. She's right here, knocking on the door. How are y'all doing? How was y'all's first... Was it the first week? Yes, it was the first week of January, baby. Bay be a whole lot done transpired. A whole lot of transpired, but y'all already know. I'ma give y'all what it do on the streets. Y'all already know. We're gonna get into it when we get into this hot box news. But before we get into that, I hope everybody is having a wonderful, marvelous, happy, productive, prosperative, you know, Friday. I don't know if prosperative is a word, but we're gonna use it because it sounds cute. But I hope everybody is having a good Friday thus far, and I hope everybody has a good weekend coming up. So, let's get into this hot box news, because it's a lot I gotta get off my chest, and I wanna get y'all to what y'all really here for, you know, the Black Review on episode two of Bridgerton, you know, we're gonna get into it, we're gonna really get into it with that one, because that was a whole lot, but before we get into that, y'all already know I gotta give y'all the hot news around town, the hot box news, honey, let's get into it. First on hot box news, Trump supporters storm the nation's capital, y'all, if you have not seen i don't care if you watch the news or not okay you don't have to watch if you're on any type of social network instagram twitter facebook i've even seen it on people's snapchat stories they're reposting clips on tiktok i've seen it everywhere these trump supporters have lost it they they've lost it y'all they're absolutely out of their gourd Something is not right upstairs because, baby, they not only did they storm, like, you know, it's one thing to storm, you know, be on the steps, be outside, causing havoc. Baby, they infiltrated the Capitol. I'm going to say infiltrate because it's something the terrorists would do. Terrorists infiltrate, okay? They infiltrated the nation's capital in protest of the election. Now, one thing about it, and two things for show, Trump supporters are going to let you know that they're sore losers. That's just that's just one thing for sure. They're going to let you know that they're nan and nan nan cry baby babies whenever they lose or are proven wrong or are, you know, brought up on their BS. They're going to show their true colors, and baby, they did so. They breached what did it say? It said they overthrew law enforcement. So the police that were there, and low key, the police that were there trying to hold them back, they was doing like the most like kitty cat, softest type of pushback, baby. They was like, no, no, stay back. Oh, that's my arm. No, stay back, stay back. They was not, they was not doing none of that. They wasn't, you know, how they was when it came to the Black Lives Matter protest. They was out there. What, so I heard somebody say, like, when it was the Black Lives Matter protest, they was out there like they was about to fight the Avengers, honey. I didn't see none of that energy for these little angry white folks. I didn't see it. They overthrew law enforcement, and they breached four levels of security. Not one, not two, not three. Four levels of security. Four. Four levels of security. And I, well, some people did pass away. I believe there were four people who died um, in the incident in the quote-unquote civil war, what they call it. Uh, four people did die. Uh, um, I believe one person that did die was a woman. She was a veteran. She was in the armed forces. She was a veteran, baby. She was shot. Shot and killed. I was like, hoo-wee. It, 
was just, I mean, not full circle for her, but it's kind of like, girl, so sorry, Miss Ma'am, that it cost you your life, but the devil, he has no, no mercy for no one. So, unfortunately, four people did die, um, but baby, that was just, I mean, y'all, it was, it literally looked like, and I love this analogy, somebody used this, it said it kind of looks like what Pride Rock looked like when Scar took over. If you watch Lion King, you know exactly what the Pride Lands looked like when Scar took over. Everything was desecrated, desolate, dry. You know, it was just very, very much in chaos. And that's exactly what the nation's capital looked like. It was ridiculous. And honestly, it was quite sickening to see because... Had that been any, had those people been any shade of brown, any shade of any type of melanin in them, maybe it would have been a massacre. Yesterday, or not yesterday, the day when they stormed the Capitol, it would have been, it would have been known as another red day. It would have been the red massacre on the Capitol steps. Because we, if, if black people's out there storming, we wouldn't have even made it onto the steps. They would have started snipering us as soon as we hit the steps, y'all. I just want y'all to know. If y'all didn't know. The way that those Trump supporters would be after, and even after the fact, like, when they got inside the Capitol, they weren't being detained. They weren't being tackled. Not, they were just roaming free, taking pictures. I saw one video of a man, he lit a blunt in the Capitol. In the Capitol, y'all. People are going to jail for years and years, using losing rights, losing privileges as an American citizen for a little big, little, little tiny ounce of weed. This man literally lit a blunt in, in the Capitol, inside of it. People stealing podiums. They done broke into Miss Pelosi's office, stealing her mail, official government documents. Y'all, and then, and nobody, of four people died of the thousands that were there. Unfortunately, you know, sad that they lost their lives, but get it how you live. But, and then the aftercare is just what, is what really got me. They were just walking down the steps all calm, you know, people, it's, it's like they was hurting baby kittens or something. Come on, guys, go down the, come on, go down the steps. I saw one video of an officer, he in full gear, full, you know, y'all know how they do raid gear, helping the lady down the steps. Dainty, like she a princess. Here you go, ma'am. Baby, had that been us, they would have been pushing us down the stairs. They would have kicked us down like it was Sparta, y'all. Kicked us down the steps like it was Sparta. It was just absolutely ridiculous. And then Donald Trump's whole, like, what is it? His reaction to the whole situation. Guys, just stay peaceful. Sir, they have breached the nation's capital. They have breached it. They all up in the the the, uh, the area where they hold the meetings, sitting in people's chairs. They all in Nancy's office, tearing up Nancy's office. Sir, sir, you're telling them to stay peaceful? Stay peaceful. Please, please stop with the antics, please. So after that whole incident happened, a lot of people that uh, are in, not a lot of people, I believe it's a few, a few people that are in Trump's cabinet, they resigned. I know Miss Betsy DeVos, she resigned, or she put in her resignation. I believe it was somebody else. I believe the uh, head security of the Capitol, he resigned as well. He was like, no, because after that, no, he resigned. 
And I know they're pressing for the impeachment of him right now. So they're trying to invoke the 25th Amendment. But if that doesn't fall through, then they're really trying to invoke um, or trying to get him impeached, you know, so he isn't in office for his last days. I know everybody is just ready for Sir Biden and Miss Kamala to take the stand. Because, baby, I'm just hoping and praying that when they do get into office, when Joe gets into office, when uh, Kamala gets into office, I just hope that they don't, for lack of a better word, I just hope they don't pussyfoot the, the issue. I just really hope that they come in there full force, ready to ready to make some, some things shake. I was about to cuss because I can't do it because I'm a child of God. But I just hope they come in there and they make some things shake. And they're really aggressive with whatever plan that they have to solve all of this. From Corona, from the Trump supporters, all that. Because, baby, that was that was chaotic. That was very, very chaotic and very ghetto. All of you, were, all of the people that were there at the Capitol, all those thugs and terrorists, y'all are very ghetto. Y'all are very ghetto. Y'all are very disgusting. And please go back to where you came from. And if you don't like this country, leave. ASAP. ASAP. Go back to where you came from. They love to use that on us. Go back to where you came from. Go back to where you came from. Go back to where you came from. But y'all, that's... <laughs> I had to get that off my chest, y'all. That that was very crazy to see. But that's what's going on with that. In lighter news and more happier news, congratulations to the beautiful state of Georgia. They did so good in the polls yesterday, y'all. They got their first black senator ever, Mr. Raphael Warnock. He is the first black Georgia senator. And congratulations to John Ossoff, another Democratic. He won the elections as well, which is basically giving uh, Democrats control of the Senate. So congratulations to Georgia. Y'all went out there, y'all did the dang thing, and y'all got it done. Y'all was like, huh? We got to get these incumbents out the office because y'all, y'all been ruining Georgia for the past. However long y'all been in office, gotta go. Okay? So, congratulations to Mr. Raphael Warnock and Mr. John Ossoff. Congratulations. Do the state of Georgia proud. Do them right. Let's start with some change, okay? Go ahead, y'all. Y'all did that. I was really, really, you know, it's just been so good. I'm just glad that people have finally have come together as far as, like, elections go because I think this year well last year and probably like this season of elections i feel like has been the best that we've seen since i feel obama because you know people are actually out they're actually voting they're actually you know taking the time to go out and vote instead of just leaving it up to other people and oh people gonna do right i think that whole donald trump situation when he got elected that pretty much like let americans know like y'all we cannot just leave it up to oh there's no way that that other person can win when in actuality that other person really can win so it's in our hands y'all so congratulations to Georgia on their victory. I know everybody in Georgia was turned up about that election, so congratulations to y'all. Kim and Kanye could possibly be splitting, y'all. So Kim and Kanye may be splitting after six years of marriage. Sources say that Kanye has been checked out of the marriage. People, a lot of people or a lot of sources close to Kanye say that uh, due to Kim's family and like their family dynamic, he's just like very over it. He's very over, you know, the reality TV part. He's just over them always being in the limelight, you know, things like that. It also says that they've been living in two separate homes. So Kim, she's been with the kids in Calabasas and nobody really knows where Kanye is staying. They just say he's been jet setting back and forth between Calabasas and Wyoming, but they remain very amicable for the kids, you know, 
they stay peaceful for the kids. The kids don't really know if there's an issue or not. So, people say that Kanye's been checked out of the marriage, and a lot of people on Kim's side is saying that uh, she's just tired of the antics. She's tired of the meltdown. She's tired of the crazy tweets. She's tired of the everything. So, they could possibly be splitting. And then, another crazy rumor that came out of this is that not only could they be possibly be splitting, but Kanye could have also possibly cheated on Kim or had a secret affair with Jeffree Star. If y'all know who Jeffree Star is, good, you don't need to know. But just for fact's sake, uh, Jeffree Star is a makeup artist, guru, whatever, makeup mogul, and he has been known for making many racist comments towards other black influencers, black people in general, and just very, you know, a snow possum. So, that rumor that Kanye and that Kanye was seeing Jeffree Star. I feel like that's barely taking it out of context. Like, people are just finding another little spicy add to it, but I don't know. I wouldn't put it past Kanye. Y'all know Kanye crazy. Kanye real crazy, but that's what's going on with that. I'm, and I'm gonna be completely honest, Kim and Kanye lasted a lot longer than I thought they were going to last. Like, six years? That's amazing. We all know Kim is known for her quick marriages, child. She got married when she was 19. That didn't last long. She got married for 57 days. That obviously didn't last long, so six years, girl, that's a record. Keep it going. If you decide to get married again after this, keep it going, girl. Next year, you might get a seven. You never know. You never know. So, that's what's going on with them. And last but not least, prayers up to Dr. Dre. He suffered a brain aneurysm. I believe it was this past, sometime this past week. I'm going to say on a Wednesday, because I feel like I heard about this on Wednesday. Uh, he was rushed to Cedar sinai Medical Center after suffering an aneurysm. Um, unfortunately, I mean, not unfortunately, fortunately, he, you know, was, he got out of it, you know, he was in ICU, but thankfully he became, uh, stable and he was lucid, but the doctor still didn't know what was causing the bleeding. Um, he has since recovered and he even made a statement to his family, his friends and his fans, basically saying like, oh, you know, thank you so much for the support and this, that, and the third, and I'm just happy to be alive and, you know, thank you to Cedar sinai for, you know, taking care of me. It was all good. So, he's fine. He's awake. Uh, I know a lot of people were worried. I know LL Cool J took to um, Instagram and let the people know that Dr. Dre was okay. So, I'm glad he just came out of it, you know, well. He's well. He's awake. He's lucid. He's stable. So, thank God for that because that would have been crazy if we lost another legend in January. You know? Because that, that just would have hit very, very different had we had lost another legend in another year in January, you know, so I'm glad he's doing well, I'm glad he recovered quite well, and that's all I have for Hotbox News, y'all, so without further ado, let's get into this Black Review, yes, the poetry, every time, every time, okay, so y'all already know what we're doing for this Black Review, we're gonna get into Bridgerton episode two, y'all, this episode was so... This episode just made me love the show even more. Even though it's only episode two. <sighs> God, I freaking love Bridgerton so much. Like, I just feel like this is the show. If you are a hopeless romantic, do not watch this by yourself. Do not watch this show by yourself. That's all I gotta say. I'm clapping because it's serious. If you are a hopeless romantic, do not watch this show by yourself. Because you will be sitting on the couch, arms folded across your chest, lovingly glaring at the screen like... Like, don't, don't watch it by yourself, y'all. I'm coming from a true, hopeless romantic, I'm so glad I didn't watch this by myself. Do not watch this by yourself. I'm not playing. 
I'm not playing. Grab a friend. I don't care if you got to watch it with your dog. Grab somebody because you're going to need some emotional support. Okay? So, episode two of Bridgerton was called Shock and Delight. And the overview for Shock and Delight says, Simon's apparent courtship, courtship of Daphne angers her brother, Antony, and threatens to ruin the match he made. Marina opens up to Penelope. So, basically if you are you already know what happened in episode one simon and daphne they have come to some type of agreement they both have both have decided that uh in order to both benefit them they have decided to fake or you know plan a courtship some type of courtship so that he can get what he wants and so that she can get what she wants and we all know her brother is just like not having it because he's trying to make her marry this disgusting man and she's just not with it so he's upset about it and marina who is a uh, lady featherington's not lady featherington's cousin she's lord featherington's cousin right uh marina she is opening up to penelope which is one of lady featherington's daughter the short little cute plump one uh they're you know opening up to each other you know talking to each other and you know just trying to be there for each other in this crazy house so that's basically what's going on or that's like the premise of what um episode two was about so let's get into these pros and these cons my first pro is Daphne and Simon's friendship. I know it's supposed to be like, you know, a ruse or whatever, but you know, I just love it. Like, they are so cute together. And I don't know, it's just so effortless. And you can kind of see the direction that the show is going to go in based off how well they click. You know what I'm saying? You can kind of guess like, oh, so this is how it's going to turn out. But actually, actually, it's not. But y'all gonna have to watch to find out why it's not. But Daphne and Simon's friendship, I love to see. They're just so effortlessly, like, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. But they just click. They just click so effortlessly. So, I just love their friendship. And to me, I think it's really sweet when it's, like, a guy who doesn't, like, really smile or it's very, like serious all the time i love when like a woman like who really doesn't have any intentions of like being with that man or even like talking to that man in the first place where she kind of like brings him out of his self and like you know brightens his day and makes him laugh makes him appreciate life and things like that like i love that and that's exactly what daphne does for simon like they just are so freaking cute together so cute so daphne and simon's friendship or their budding friendship beautiful my next pro is Eloise and Penelope. So Eloise is uh, one of the Bridgerton uh, children. She is the second oldest sister, I believe. So it's the three brothers. Wait, no, the three brothers were not. Yes, they were. So it's the three older brothers. It's Anthony, the middle brother, and then Colin, I believe. Um, and then it's Daphne, and then it's Eloise, and then it's their other little sister, Hyacinth, and then they have another little brother. So it's seven Bridgerton children in all. All of them. Okay, so Eloise, she's the second oldest daughter of the Bridgerton family. And Penelope, like I said in the uh, overview, Penelope is one of Lady Featherington's uh, daughters. She's the short, cute, little plump one. I love her. She's so cute to me. She looks like a little doll. But Eloise and Penelope, they both are just not with the whole 
marriage season. A woman's only goal in life is to marry well and have children and take care of a house. And they just not with that. Miss Eloise and Penelope, they're like, we want a future. We want, you know, to be scholars. We want to go to academia. We trying to, you know, make a mark on this world instead of being just somebody's wife and mother. She was like, that's they're like, that's not the life that I want for myself. So I just applaud them for, you know, wanting more out of life. Because a lot of girls, I feel like, in this time, they just were content to be somebody's wife, or you know, even if you were like, they're content to be somebody's wife, and even if they're like, um, you know, if they marry rich or something, they're content to be like a duchess or a princess or you know, a lady. Like they were just so content with being that. And I love that uh, Eloise and Penelope are like, you know, there's there's more to life than just that. There's more to life than just hanging on some man's arm for the rest of your life. And I was like, and period. And period. The only thing I don't like about them is that they shame the other girls or whatever for wanting that for their life. And I'm like, okay, if you're going to truly be about women's empowerment and women should be able to do whatever they want, you know, be you can be who you be, but let them be who they be too. But I applaud them for wanting more for their lives because they're like, you know, this is for the girls who just got it like that. What about us intellectuals? You know, what about us girls who, you know, didn't come out the womb looking like Britney Spears? You know, they're like, what What about us? What about the... Because I can only imagine how hard the courting season is for Penelope. Because, you know, Penelope, she's not like the ideal beautiful girl i guess you could say you know she is a plus-size girl you know she is short you know she doesn't come from like a family of huge huge wealth like uh the bridgertons you know her family is wealthy the featheringtons they are wealthy but they're nowhere near as wealthy as the bridgerton family so you know i can only imagine how hard it is for penelope because you know she's like the odds are like not in my favor they're just they're just not so of course i'm gonna try to look for something else outside of this because the marriage season is not going to be kind to me. And Miss Eloise, she's just like, I'm too smart, too charismatic, too witty to just be somebody's wife. She's like, no. So I applaud them for, you know, wanting more out of this life than just that, than what they were conditioned to want, you know? So that's my second pro. My next pro is uh, Simon defending Daphne. So... I'm not going to give it away, but it was a whole lot, a whole lot of going on in episode two. And I will just say that Simon came to Miss Daphne's defense, and we love to see it. Because he was like, you will not, you will not sully the name of this young, beautiful, elegant lady. You will not do it. So he did everything in his power to make sure, to make sure that her name was not sullied, that her name will never be sullied, and that she will never end up with somebody like Nigel Burbrook. Period. So, I just love seeing that. I was like, you better come to her defense. He was like, ah, we just faking. Because, you know, if they were just faking something, he really didn't have to do anything. But, you know, obviously, he has quite clear, you know, he has an affinity for her, if I can say that. So, he was like, sir, you won't do it. Not in my presence. You, you won't do it. And Mr. Nigel Berber got what he deserved. Period. Period. So, <laughs> he did. Like, if you watched it, you already know what I'm talking about. He got exactly what he deserved. Did I feel bad for him? Absolutely not. I didn't feel bad. That man was a weasel. So, ugh, disgusting. So, yeah. Simon defending Daphne. Definitely a pro. My next pro, Lady Danbury. Lady Danbury, she's like my second favorite character in the whole entire series. She is just... 
exactly what I would picture an elegant, sophisticated, tough, you know, straightforward. Just she's just what I picture a lady of the house to be, and that is Lady Danbury. She she is that lady. Period. So in the second episode, we got to see a little bit more of um, Simon's life, like kind of like how he came to be so serious and so like you know. Up, not uptight, but he's just very kind of closed off. He don't really want to have relationships with anybody. You know, he's just very, like, to himself. And we get to know why. And um, a big part of, you know, why he is the way he is, why he is, you know, open to being social, why he is so uh, articulate in the way he speaks and everything, it has nothing to do with him being, you know, a duke or anything like that. It has more so to do with Lady Danbury because she had a very big hand in raising him and i just love that symbolism of you know the black woman i guess you know helping the black man realize who he is and you know what he has to offer this world and you know just help him like find his way which lady danbury did for you know young simon and even simon you know in his age that he is in the show she's still guiding him nurturing him teaching him you know letting him know so i just love lady danbury like she was there for simon when his own father didn't want anything to do with him so she is absolutely one of my favorite favorite characters and oh i'll get to that but i was about to say i was about to give away one of my pros but yes lady danbury she was just always there for simon and she still is there for simon so i feel like he sees her if he doesn't see her as a mother figure then he is messed up but um yeah she's definitely a mother figure to him and has always been that for him so lady danbury definitely a pro definitely a pro for me and i just love how like bossy she is because she's just giving very like she's giving auntie grandma and mama all in one she's like letting you know what it is what it ain't she's telling him i raised you better than that she was like boy please i did not bring you up out of where you was for you to be acting like this that and the third she's very much like letting you know in the most eloquent articulate way in the most eloquent way which we love to see so lady danbury definitely appropriate so my next pro is definitely baby simon y'all baby simon was so freaking cute <laughs> he was so so cute i just have nothing else to say besides he was so cute i'm speaking i mean of course when he started growing up he was cute as well but i don't know it's just something about little baby simon when he was learning his alphabet and he had a little tiny speech impediment he was just so cute it was like his little head it was just so cute y'all i don't know what it is about little black baby boys they are just adorable to me will always be adorable to me but his little head his little cheeks and his little afro and he had on his little coat he was so cute he was so cute i have nothing else to say about him no deep in-depth nothing to say about him besides the fact that he was so cute he was just so cute and i just thought y'all would appreciate that because i did so cute and my last pro is Simon's revenge plot for his father. I'm not going to give it away on, you know, what it is. But just know whatever the plot that he does have for his daddy it is well-deserved. It's well-deserved. Although I do kind of feel like it'll end up hurting Simon in the end more than it could ever hurt his dad. Because, you know, 
at the end of the day, his dad, whatever happened to his dad, happened to his dad or whatever. But, you know, Simon is the one who's going to have to, like, live with the choice that he's made. And I feel like that's not what he wants from his life, even though he's kind of made it clear, like, I'm going to do this in spite of you. But I feel like in the end, it's going to only end up hurting Simon. Like, you know, it's not going to, like, you know, like I said, his dad is, you know, away. So, I don't think his dad is going to care. Well, his dad cared when he told him what the what the plan was, but you know, what is he going to do about it? Like what what can he do about it? So, I just feel like the plot that he has is going to end up only hurting him, but I agree like that when he told his father what the what the plot was, baby took him all the way out. I was like, that's what you get cuz his father was horrible. But we're going to get into that when I get into the cons. But yeah, his father was horrible. But those are all of my pros. Daphne and Simon's friendship. Eloise and Penelope wanting more out of life than just, you know, being somebody's wife and mother. Simon coming to a Daphne's defense, you know, for her honor, you know, things like that. Lady Danbury being Lady Danbury, period. Baby Simon, so cute. And Simon's revenge plot on his father. Those are all my pros. My cons. And all of my cons are men. All of my cons are men. The men in this show who were meant to be trash they were absolutely trash so let's get into it first con nigel burbrook i hate nigel burbrook i'm so glad he got what he got because he deserved it he was just so oh you know how somebody like play a character whoever the actor is that plays nigel burbrook sir me and you now have beef i'm so sorry i know you're playing a character but we got beef because you played that character too well that if i saw you on the street i might dump hot coffee on you i'm just saying but nigel burbrook sickening first of all this man is a pedophile he's talking about he's been uh wanting Daphne since she was five years old talking about he could see her beauty when she was five years old and he was a whole teenage schoolboy. Disgusting. And this is a lesson to you little young mamas out there. Y'all in high school, 16, 17 years old. If a 25 year old man is out here, baby girl, you just so mature for your age. Baby girl, you are not. Let this be a lesson to you. That man is a pedophile. Run, girl. He is a child predator. Run. But yes, Nigel Burbrook, he's disgusting. Then had the nerve, then had the nerve to try to attack Miss Daphne. And he thought that was going to work? Baby, no. Baby, no. Simon was like, hold on, hold on. Let me handle this. Let me handle your lightweight. But, ooh, everything about Nigel Burbrook, from his nasty face to his rotund body to his nasty mama, ugh, sick. Get it out my face. Get it out my face. Can't stand Nigel Burbrook, but he was just such an evil character, such an evil man. And he was just willing to do any everything to get Daphne. And I'm like, sir, why you can't be a gentleman and take the hint? She don't want you. She don't want nothing to do with you. She don't like you like things. Nasty. But yes, Nigel Burbrook, definitely a con for me. I'm so glad he got what he got because he deserved it. Over here trying to taint people's reputations. I'm not going to tell y'all how he tried to, but he tried it. He tried it. I'm not going to say whose, but he tried it. And yeah, he got what he got. And I don't feel bad for him. I'm glad. I'm glad. Go away. But yes, Nigel Burbrook, definitely a con. My next con was Simon's daddy, uh, Duke Hastings. He was an awful man as well. Ugh. And it just makes it even sadder because I kind of see, like, 
I don't know. It's just, I don't know if it's just me or if I'm reading too deep into it, but I kind of see the symbolism of kind of like the struggle between black men or black fathers and their sons. Like sometimes it's, you know, and now sometimes I just feel like that's very common obviously amongst black people like fathers and sons that either don't know each other don't get along with each other and you know i'm not saying that's all black uh sons and fathers that's not all of them you know some black fathers are there for their kids you know we applaud those fathers but i just see the dynamic because simon's dad uh duke hastings he was awful to him like he was just very very awful like simon wasn't anything more than like a prize to be beheld and then when Simon didn't turn out how the Duke wanted him to turn out I'm not gonna say like why but the Duke thought something was wrong with Simon and he was like you are such a disappointment like your mother and you know granted uh Simon's mom okay I'm not gonna tell y'all <laughs> I'm not gonna tell y'all that because I feel like it's giving away too much because I do want y'all to watch it if y'all haven't watched it but come on now but um yeah, Simon's daddy, he was just awful to Simon. And he is a lot of the reason why Simon is the way he is. You know, not wanting to be, you know, attached to anybody. Not wanting to be emotionally involved with anybody. So, it's just very sad to see. And it's just sad to see, like, the black father and son dynamic is not healthy. So, yeah, that was really sad. But, yeah, Simon's daddy, Duke Hastings, definitely a con for me. He was an evil man. And then, you know how always at the end when evil men, like, about to meet their maker or whatever, they always, you were the best thing. I was like, sir. But, you know, I'm not saying that's what happened. But, child, his daddy was terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And my last con was Anthony. Anthony Bridgerton. Sir. You need to get your life together. You need to get your life in order because you over here trying to run Daphne's life. You can't even run your own life. You're not going according to the rules that you're trying to set for Daphne. That's not fair. Anthony was just so set on this man, on, on Daphne, marrying Nigel Berber. That's disgusting. Why would you want your sister to be unhappy with this oaf of a man? That makes no sense. That makes no sense. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Gross. That's all I have to say. Anthony was just doing way, way too much. Way too much as far as Daphne's marriage proposal, her hand was concerned. I understand that's his job as a brother, as like, you know, the heir of the Bridgerton family. You know, now that their father is gone, you know, that's his job. He got to make, make sure his sisters are good and that they pick good matches and everything. But Nigel Burbrook? Nigel Burbrook. You want her to marry this old, dusty man that you know she is not going to be happy with. Because he, he has a good track record. He's a gentleman. No, obviously not. This man is a pedophile. Obviously not. Obviously, he's not a gentleman. He does not have a good track record. He's a pedophile. Anthony, read the sides. Wake up. He was just doing a lot. A lot. And not a lot of good. Like, you can do a lot, but it'd be good. He was just doing a lot of nothing. A lot of no goodness. Get your life together, Anthony. And leave Sienna alone. Sienna is, um... Anthony's love interest and after he did what he did to her in the first uh episode Miss Sienna is like look I have to take care of myself I gotta take care of me because obviously I thought I could depend on you but obviously not and he still keeps trying to infiltrate her lie tell her what to do tell her what not to do she says sir you were supposed to be leaving me alone period you told me to get so I got leave me alone please vacate my premises 
vacate my area. Don't worry about what I got going on. As he, she should be not. As he should be not worried about what she got going on. Anthony, please, babes, please. But those are all my cause. Nigel Burbrook, disgusting. Uh, Duke Hastings, which is Simon's dad, and Anthony. Ugh. All of the cards were men. Do you see the problem? Do you see the problem? Men. Men in society. Do you see the problem? Is it clicking? I'm just playing y'all. Y'all not the problem. But some of y'all be tricked. Overall rating of episode 2 for Bridgerton. 10 out of 10. Absolutely enjoyed it. It made me even more intrigued. Got me hooked. I was in it. I cannot wait to give y'all a review for episode 3. And so forth. And that's all I got, y'all for black review i hope y'all enjoyed it don't forget to follow me on my socials y'all already know what they are t-h-e-e underscore b-l-a-q box that's my instagram and my twitter those are the two socials i'm the most active on um and don't forget to come back for the show y'all already know we're gonna get into some things y'all got some stuff cooking got some things i need to plan for y'all so season two of black box can be better than ever we're just elevating at this point y'all we're just elevating i have a lot of surprise that i would like to share with y'all that i hope uh come through but y'all gonna have to stay tuned and see y'all gonna have to come back and see you girl okay turn on the notifications turn on that bell so you'll know when i post so you can come hear this lovely voice i know y'all want to hear it period but this has been the black review on the black box until next time kings and queens have a fantabulous friday bye